Hi guys, it's Joanne. I just want to tell you really quick, I have such a treat for you today. Today, I have my conversation with comedian Leanne Morgan, and it has been made even more special for me now because I just saw her live. I live outside of Missoula, Montana, and my sister, my mom, my niece, and her girlfriend, and I all drove over to Spokane and saw Leanne live. It was a sold-out show. It was so much fun to be in a room with a whole bunch of other comedy lovers, and Leanne did not disappoint. She is so funny. We laughed our heads off. It was amazing. And I actually got to meet her in person. I got to hug her little shoulders. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Leanne Morgan. You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today, you guys, I'm going to try really hard not to fangirl on my guest, but she is somebody that I've been enjoying for as long as I've been a mother. Today, I have with me Leanne Morgan, who I know you've heard before. She's that hilarious mom comedian with the Southern accent. Leanne's style of comedy combines her Southern charm and her hilarious storytelling about her own life. And that just keeps her audience coming back for more. I'll tell you the first time I was exposed to Leanne was I think before my kids spoke English officially, I would listen to raw dog comedy in the car and that don't take away my mom card. As soon as I realized they could understand the spoken language, I stopped doing that, but (laughs) it kept me company. And you guys might remember this little nugget from Leanne. She said something about how she was worried that CPS was going to get called and she didn't have time to go to jail. And then she was like, (laughs) actually... I need the rest. And I just, it's like, I latched onto that. And I was like, somebody else knows what I'm going through. Jail sounds awesome. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, oh my gosh. Anyway, Leanne is just everywhere. Some of her celebrity fans include Dr. Phil and Paula Dean, and she has appeared on both of their shows. She tours and she's such a hardworking comic. She started a podcast called, you guys are going to love this, but it's cuter when she says it. It's called Sweaty and Pissed. She calls it sweaty and pissed. (laughs) And she started that with Karen Nickel, who is her nurse practitioner. Now Karen is hosting that show with guests. And I think Leanne is a guest every now and then, but she's got so much other stuff going on in her life. Leanne, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, my darling. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you're so much fun. Well, what did I miss? Fill in the blanks about who you are and what you do. Well, I am a uh, you know, professional comedian. I've been doing this for a uh, little over 20 years. I got started when my baby child was a year old. She's now 23. So I had three children. Charlie's now 27 and a dad. I, he had my mm. first grandbaby in December with his wife, Mary. And then I have a daughter who's about to turn 25, Maggie. And then my baby is 23, Tess. And they all live right within 30 minutes of me, which is a blessing, but it won't be for long. The baby's a makeup artist for television and film. She's supposed to be working on a movie. The movie got pushed back because of COVID, so she'll be leaving to go to New Orleans to do that. But my son and his wife live near me. My 25-year-old works for East Cincy Children's Hospital, and she comes home every once in a while to get a spray tan. (laughs) Love her. We get, we meet a lot and walk and do, but Aww. I've been able to raise a family and do this. 
Oh, it's so incredible. And I don't know why I can't figure this out, but do you live in LA now or are you still in Tennessee? No, I, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. My okay, husband that's, works yeah. for a company. Yeah, we, we stayed where he had health insurance. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I was raising children. So my comedy career, you know, it's entertainment. So it's times when I couldn't get arrested. And then other times I was on top of the world and none of it is is very consistent. So thank gosh, we have their daddy who has worked and done well as executive for a company and I could do whatever I wanted to, which is so different than most comedians. So I skipped a lot of band. I didn't have to do a bunch of mess. I didn't want to sleep in a Ford Festiva overnight (laughs) because I have him. So I've just been very, very lucky. That is amazing. Well, let me tell you where I am in life right now. I'm at the stage where one of your videos really, really made my husband feel less alone. So I showed him this video the other day of you talking about how it's normal for your kids to act out so much so that you're looking forward to them moving out. We have a 17-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old daughter. And I was like, Scott, look at this video. See this lady? She's saying her daughter's mean too, and that she's never mean except for to the family. And it's like, we're not the only ones. It doesn't mean we're terrible parents, or if we are, so is she. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. So I'm just a little bit behind you in child rearing. And that's a hard time, you know? It is. Yeah. We're going through first boyfriend. (gasps) Oh, murder. Well, I just remember that everybody's volatile girls, and they can't help it, but, you know, they're their menstrual cycle, you know, all that, you know, all that rigmarole. And then, then you're right. There's the first boyfriend and then there's, you know, did they make cheerleading or not make Mm -hmm. cheerleading or did, did they get a place in the band? Are they, you know, how are their grades? Everybody's trying to figure out where they're going to go to college, take an ACT test. Like that was a hard, a child's trying to pull away from you because Mm -hmm. they want to be independent, but they're scared. I, that was a, and you know, that must have resonated with a lot of people. I think that video has got over, I don't know, at least 20 million views. Oh, yeah. Every parent on the universe. I'll link it for you guys in the show notes. You cannot miss it. It is so good. If you've ever had kids, you'll relate. And if you are thinking about having kids, you'll know what you're in for. <laughs> and mine can still be hateful. My girls, you know, they get hormonal and I'm scared to death of them. Now, but it's only a couple of days and I just don't answer the phone, you know, and then we get over it. And then every once in a while they'll go, I'm sorry, mom. Mm -hmm. I was on my period. I go, I know. (laughs) Yeah. I got a big red X on the calendar. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy. And then throw into it mom's hormones, right? Because I, I started with perimenopause at the young age of 40 and I had no idea what was happening to me, even though I'm a family physician. I was, it totally like blindsided me and I still had little kids, but I'll tell you what, here's the kind of thing that was exciting in my life. When I first discovered your comedy, my toddler came up to me and I noticed that she had diarrhea in her shoe and (laughs) (laughs) that the sleuthing that I had to (laughs) achieve to figure out where the diarrhea was on the floor of my home. It was like the most exciting day I'd had in a while. I was like, yes, I found it. (laughs) Yeah. So we're, we're way past that now. And now we're more into, yeah, my daughter finds out today whether she makes the softball team or not. It's just, it's ongoing. Yeah. And you know, and softball is very serious now, isn't it? Oh, especially in small towns and we're in a small town and she didn't play in middle school. She was a competitive swimmer. So 
I'm just proud of her for trying. And she actually made the team as a freshman. Now she's a junior. Of course, when she was a sophomore and would have been able to hone her skills, it was canceled because of COVID. So yeah. anyway, oh. we'll see. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions to get to know you a little better. Okay. What is the weirdest thing in your purse? I carry that big old thing everywhere I go. And <laughs> I'm like a mammal. I hold my purse all the time in my lap. All right. Let me think. Let me think. Because I've got some weird <laughs> stuff in that purse. My mind keeps going to trail mix because, I, you know, I'm a mom. So I always have I always have snacks. I always feel like at any minute we're all going to not have enough food to eat. I don't know where I get that from. Like, I, like we're at, you know, a refugee camp. And I know we're not, but I yes. always have a snack. But I'm okay. trying to think of what, I mean, Lord, there's so much stuff in that purse. But I, I'm going to have to go with the food. Your snack in your purse has to be something that doesn't tempt you. Or I, see, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to put a Luna bar in my purse. And then that very day I'm like, oh, I have a Luna bar in my purse and I eat it. <laughs> so that backfires on me quite regularly. Okay, mm-hmm. food. All right. What was your very first job? Well, if you don't count that when my grandmother had open heart surgery and everybody, and she was a God lover, rest her soul, but she was a pill. And they said, Lynn, you're the one that's going to have to stay at home and take care of her. I was 17 and I, I took care of her for the summer and I really wanted to work at McDonald's. I remember just dreaming if I could go to drive to the big town and work at Wendy's or McDonald's, but I didn't, I didn't get to. So I took care of her. But if you're talking about where I got a paycheck, because nobody gave me anything for that, I waited tables at a seafood restaurant when I was a freshman in college. And that was the first real job I had. And I sucked. And I don't know how in the world, well, they yelled at me a lot, but I don't know how in the world I even kept that job. I guess I was funny. They let me, you know, backstage washing dishes, but that was the first real job. Okay. Awesome. Do you name your cars? No, but I do have friends that tell me I need to name them, but no, I don't. I had such a hard relationship with the last one. I didn't want it. My husband kind of forced it on me and it was not my personality. And I felt like I was in a delivery truck. It had no personality. I didn't make friends with it. You didn't bond with that car. I really didn't, but I had it for 11 years because my husband doesn't believe in new cars. He buys one a little, you know, like a year old, and then you have to drive it until the wheels fall off. And I resented that so badly. Uh, And we ended up selling it to a little kid in our neighborhood. And, you know, I made peace with that car, but I never, I felt like she was a female, but I never named her, but I made peace with her. And she became an old friend at that point, you know? <laughs> and sometimes you still get to catch a glimpse of her in the neighborhood. I catch a glimpse nice. of her and hope she's all right. Because she got me through <laughs> it. You know, she got me where I need to go. It wasn't luxurious. But she got me where I was going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, listeners, I have another giveaway for you. If you like free movies, listen up. This episode is brought to you by the movie Georgetown. Now on digital, Christoph Waltz, Vanessa Redgrave, and Annette Bening star in the murderously thrilling Georgetown. Based on incredible true events, a smooth-talking social climber comes under investigation when his wealthy, well-connected older wife turns up dead in their home, uncovering a deception greater than you can imagine. Directed by C. Waltz, Buy or rent Georgetown and watch it tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. And you guys, I am doing a giveaway. As usual, if you go to fancyfreepodcast.com, scroll all the way down and put in your name and email address to join the Fancy Free Tribe. You will get no more often than once monthly newsletters and there's so much fun. 
you will be entered to win a code by which you can watch this movie digitally. I will choose five winners randomly from the Fancy Free Tribe. I will give you one week from the air date of this episode to sign up and have your go at winning. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share your most embarrassing, funny stories so that the listeners feel less alone and come to realize that even though people look like they have it all together, we're all a hot mess on wheels. So what do you have for us today? Is this okay if I tell one when my kids were a little bitty? Because this is, you know, it's been years ago. Oh, it doesn't matter. These, these, these stories are evergreen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, my husband was raised in Morristown, Tennessee and moved me up there after we got out of college, and it's a really pretty area, and I made some of the best friends of my life when I had little children. You know, everybody's in it together when you got little children. We had a little friend group. My friend Angie would always put little things of celery in a little snack that would have cream cheese and raisins on the top. It was called Ants on a Log. (laughs) And we would all go to the park together and meet and do some of the best times. I'm from farming people where we don't barely take vacations never been anywhere, don't go anywhere, stay close to home. Everybody lives next to each other. But my husband was raised, he acts like he was raised poor, but they were members of a country club. And there was a country club there. And I'd never been in a country club. And he likes to play golf. And we had a junior membership. You could join less expensive if you were younger. And so we had these three babies. And they were about a year old, year, two and a half, or something, you know, right, young, young, young. Mm-hmm. And I got them all matching bathing suits. The girls had two matching bathing suits that were so yummy. And then my boy had the trunks that kind of had the trim on it that matched his sisters. And it was 4th of July. And I was so tickled to go up there. And I probably had on a big miracle suit because I had not lost my baby weight. And, um, <laughs> you know, in a terrible blunt haircut. I love living up there, but we were kind of in a bubble and everybody had bad hair. But anyway, we we all planned, all the husbands were going to play golf that day. And it was 4th of July. It was a big day at the club. And all these little mamas are up there and they get all their babies out in all their floats and all their scoops and toys and balls and all that rigmarole you take everywhere with you when you have little children. And then the older mamas where they had middle school kids, they all got out and put oil on their body. And everybody had a cocktail and big hats on and sunglasses. And then that you had the older people that I guess had raised their children. And they were just out there going to have a great day. The sun was out. It was beautiful. Well, my middle one drank too much water in the baby pool. I look over and she's had explosive diarrhea, projectile. I mean, I don't even know how it traveled. But it somehow came out of that little bathing suit. She always had a little bitty fanny like my husband's people. She doesn't now. Now she's got a big booty like me, and uh, and she just and it, she's so cute. But anyway, diarrhea blew up the whole side of the fence at the pool, <laughs> and I don't know how it got there. Her hands weren't in it. I don't know. Like you say, your story of diarrhea. How in the world? Where did it go? How did it come out? Where? But it was. All over this fence, the, they started blowing whistles, <laughs> and they set everybody out of the pool. We've got to close the pool down because there was feces all over the. They said everybody out of the pool. We have to close it down for the day. Oh no! So it was just the beginning of the day. 
of the 4th of July and all these people started packing up their stuff and angry and looking so mean at me. I, and, the, and I thought about it and I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, wiped her off and we just all went home. And I, but I remember thinking how bad people were so mad at me. And I, and I thought, well, y'all don't need this sun damage anyway. Everybody's down here with this oil on. You are welcome. I've saved you. <laughs> yeah, I saved y'all from a lot because I had a melanoma when I was in college. But anyway, really? it's like wow. when you've got little children, everything revolves around somebody doo-dooing. You know, there's doo-doo somewhere. <laughs> you can't find it. Something's wrong. I don't know. Everything's about doo-doo. It is. <laughs> I so relate. We did a scavenger hunt once in at Mops. I don't know if you know what Mops is. Mothers of preschoolers. Yeah. I went to Mops when my kids were little and we did a purse scavenger hunt once and that was really fun. And that is where my question, where, what's the weirdest thing in your purse come from? Because I just think it's so interesting to hear what people have in their purse. But anyway, <laughs> at that point, I had a pair of underwear in my purse and I won big points for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to pick my daughter up from childcare later and she looked like a turtle. You know, she had a little tail sticking out the back of her pants and they were like, look, see, we didn't do anything about it. We just figured you could handle it. And I was like, yes, okay. This is exactly why I had underwear in my purse, but I had them and I put them to use that very day. (laughs) Yeah, gross, but true. Oh, Oh, I've had to wear my children's panties. (laughs) I had a gig in Charleston, West Virginia in February. My husband's company that he works for sends us on these beautiful trips and the we most of the time we took our little children and we were supposed to go to Puerto Rico. And I said, Chunk, I don't think I need to do this gig in February in Charleston, West Virginia. I said, what if a snow comes? <laughs> because I was going to fly and meet them in Miami or somewhere and then go to Puerto Rico, wherever it was. And he was like, nothing's going to happen. You just always are thinking that something bad is going to happen. Well, what happened? A big snowstorm came And I was stuck in Charleston, West Virginia. My little children, and they were little, were going to be in Puerto Rico without their mother. And I was hysterical. And this little man with a pack of Marlboro Reds in his pocket at the airport said, I'm going to get you there if it kills me. Mm. And and I flew all over the country. When it should have taken two flights, I ended up. Maybe in four because they had to, you know, send me somewhere where it, there wasn't ice. I mean, it was horrible. It was all over the United States. Leanne is zigzagging across the country trying to get to her babies. Yes, and I thought their daddy doesn't pay attention. He, something's <laughs> going to happen to him anyway. I got to Puerto Rico at three o'clock in the morning. My luggage was gone for three or four days. I didn't have it, and and here's all these women have got pretty dresses on, and there's yes. you know welcome dinners and all that mess. And I went and bought a, it looked like a memo at a, at the gift shop and had dolphins on it and said Puerto Rico or some kind of dress. <laughs> and then I had to wear Tess's, my baby child loved Lizzie McGuire on Disney. And I, she had some Lizzie McGuire, like big girl panties that were like granny panty looking things, but they were for a little child. And I had to squeeze into them <laughs> and wear her Lizzie McGuire panties because they didn't have anything in the gift shop. They didn't have women's panties. And I wore it and they were cutting me in two and my stomach was hanging over them. And in that sheath that had a dolphin on it that said Puerto Rico, I had to wear that for days, for days until my luggage came. And, and I told him, I go, from now on, I will never ask you about weather patterns in February 
When I, I said, you don't listen to anything. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. I don't know why I question my own sense. But anyway, I never have since then. I thought, I'm not asking him about that. Because, you he's, know, he's an optimist. What does he know? He is. He was raised Baptist, and they just don't think anything bad is going to happen. Anyway, I, and also he wants me to make money. So he, you know, I could be on ball tires going across North Carolina, but if it's me making money, you know, he's like, oh, good Lord, everything will be fine. You are going to your gig. Get on now. Help me out with all this Christian school tuition. I mean, mine now, I mean, we don't have that anymore. Now we can finally fix a toilet because we've got a little extra money coming in. Because, you know, for years, when you got them your age, you know, money's going out oh, the window. Yes. Well, so my, my niece tells me, oh, auntie, my parents are going to give me my portion of the most recent stimulus check. And I was like, wow, that's really big of them. And this is my sister. And she's in college. And yes, she does have expenses. And she's, you know, paying for tuition and room and board. So it's totally different. So my 17-year-old daughter, who is a junior in high school, lives under our roof. Why can't I have my portion of your stimulus check? And I was like, you are kidding me. You are expensive. There's no way. (laughs) And then are you living on, sister? Yeah. So there will be newfound money at some point. Joanne, you smart thing. You are a doctor and then you had these two children and now you're doing a podcast. I am. I practiced medicine for a few years, put my husband through his residency, and then we started having kids. I was planning on working part-time, but I just was really happy at home raising my kids, and I decided I didn't want anyone else taking care of them, and I just really loved doing that. I didn't feel like I was missing out. I felt totally fulfilled, and then when they got a little older, I started having time for other stuff, and the podcast happened really circuitously. I designed a line of women's loungewear that has built-in cozy shelf bras so that when, God forbid, the doorbell should ring, you don't terrorize the UPS man with your headlights. (laughs) And for those women who are more in my stage and your stage so that you don't get your boob caught in your armpit when you try to flip over in bed, you know, these (laughs) things. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you did that? I did that. So I have those and I started a blog to document the process since I'm like, well, I don't know anything about clothes, but I have this idea and I want to design it and then I want to get it made and sell it. Well, it took me four years and I wrote a blog that whole time. Well, fast forward a couple of years, we moved from Reno, Nevada to rural Montana and I got stuck in a dress at Dillard's and it was humiliating, <laughs> but it was also really hilarious. I mean, I was totally over it by the time I got home. I was laughing so hard and I wrote an article about it and then I posted it to Facebook. And one of the things I said in my article was I almost asked the the sales lady who had to help get me out of this dress if I was her first. But then I was like, I can't, I can't face the answer. I just don't even want to know. But so many people came out of the woodwork saying that something similar had happened to them. And I thought, wait, we, we have got to be telling each other these stories. So then I thought, you know, let's give it a try. Let's just try a podcast. And here we are almost two years later. It's so much fun. Oh my darling. Well, you (laughs) smart thing. Two weeks ago, I got called in a dressing room. I did an aqua fitness class. I got out and was going to go to a lecture and I dried off and I was trying to get my exercise bra back on after taking my off and it got stuck above my boobs. And (laughs) I said to a, a woman, I had no idea who she was. I go, excuse me. Could you help pull this? I go, I'm going to pull my back out. Like it hurts so bad. (laughs) And I was stuck and there was no way to get it down over my breast. They'd have, and I'll say this because you're a physician, 
that have implants in them that are way past their due date <laughs> that I have I've thought about taking out and and I've enjoyed them and they've done me well. Mm-hmm. And but now I look at them and I just think, oh my gosh, these are like two feed sacks. But anyway, she had to <laughs> take that bra like she was tugging and doing, and she got and she got it over on top of my breast. And she goes, this happens to me all the time, and I'm glad I could help you. She goes, you need me Aww. to pull my pants up, and I go, yeah, help me pull my <laughs> pants up. She had her hand in my crack. She was trying to get my leggings up over my butt. Normally, I would have been so embarrassed, and I thought, I need help, but I can't do it. I mean, like, I'll, I'll be stuck here. I can't make it to lecture. I can't stay in this locker room forever. Someone has to help me get these clothes on. I know, and my 23-year-old had been there, but she had walked out. And so it was a total stranger who ended up, you know, becoming friends after that. Oh, yeah. And she was darling. Yeah. So well, you are and- right. People say that to me all the time because I talk about a miracle suit and buying that at Dillard's. And people say to me all the time, I got stuck like trying on Spanx or trying <laughs> on a bathing suit, couldn't get it like my had uh, shoulder freeze and I couldn't get it off of me. I had to yell for help. You're right. How did you hit on something? This happens, right? So I was like, wait, not only do these stories, are they, are they so much fun, but we need to know that the person we're looking at who seems like, you know, they have it all together, we're comparing our insides to their outsides. And they just, everyone has a story like this and why not bond over it? Now we, we talk about all kinds of embarrassing stories. I have an article on my blog that's about a shopping injury and it has to do with a sports bra in my shoulder <laughs> or no, my neck. <laughs> it's it the struggle with sports bras is real. They're coming out with newer things now, but it used to be like there's no choice. It, it goes on over your head and it's really mm-hmm. tight or else it's not doing what it needs to do. Right. Well, I want to know about your so is it loungewear that has a shelf bra in it? See, I love a shelf bra. Oh, yeah, so I started wearing shelf bra tanks as my cozy clothes cuz for some reason for me when I get home and I'm done at the end of the day, I want to take off the underwire bra, but I still wanted a little bit of support and coverage. Well, I found these shelf bra tanks that I really liked that had a little bit of a cup sewn in. So it wasn't just like boob loaf, but it actually looked still like, you, have boobs, you know, and, yeah. and then a, a little bit of thickness so that it kind of gave you nipple coverage, but not so much that it adds bulk and discomfort. So, oh. and I thought, wait, why don't pajamas have these in there? And so I just took scissors to my shelf bra tank and made a prototype and they're loungewear that feel like pajamas and look like streetwear. Every one of them has a built-in shelf bra and a pocket for your phone. Which- <gasps> Yo, I want something that I can be cozy in and even climb into bed and sleep in, but won't be embarrassed if my doorbell rings. Or, you know, school drop-off. I know I'm not the only mom who sometimes goes to school drop-off in her pajamas because you just run out of time. And then God forbid the preschool teacher yeah. needs to talk to you for a second and you're in your most disgusting ratty sweats, right? So... I'm like, I think I can solve this problem. I would love to send you some. Oh my gosh, I want you to. I am sitting here on fire thinking, I know we've got to do this podcast, but I want to know what these are. (laughs) I get exactly what you're saying. I think that is brilliant. Thank you. Do you manufacture them in the United States or somewhere else? I'm manufacturing them in the United States because that, you know, gives me a little more quality control. It is more expensive though. We've decided to just do sort of limited small batch collections, a cool weather and a warm weather season every year. And like when they're gone, they're gone kind of a thing. <gasps> oh, no. oh, my darling. And you've done this all in the middle of raising teenagers and going through perimenopause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, my son is a fly fishing guide in the oh, Smoky Mountains. And his dream, he wanted to move to Montana. He would have loved to have lived out there, but they got jobs here. You know, we could help them with networking and all that mm-hmm. when they got out of college. And then yeah, he, still, baby. he did it. I know this yummy baby, Charles Wilmer, but he still does it part time. He has a business where he gets other fly fishing guides and coordinates their trips for them. So he's got always got his hand in it. But anyway, yes, that grandbaby is yummy and (laughs) i used to think oh i could have a baby the rest of my life i'm fine i'm young enough now i i have him for a day and he is so easy but i think oh my gosh i'm exhausted like i know (laughs) now why god doesn't let old women have babies you know (laughs) you have to recuperate for a whole week (laughs) yeah you'd have to have a team of people (laughs) to help you tend to a baby you know if i put him in one of those little things in the front and carry mm-hmm. him around like my back starts hurting and I just can't do what I could when I was younger. Yeah. And we took it for granted, didn't we? I mean, we could oh. sling those heavy chubby babies around every direction <laughs> and not have to pay for it at the end of the day. And I hear you. It's different now. Right. Mm-hmm. Tell me something that you've been loving lately that you think the listeners would love to. I got to tell you that I went to this wellness resort a couple of weeks ago. My husband went to high school with this brilliant woman who is an attorney in North Carolina. She was going through a hard time, like had broken up with a bad relationship, and she'd put on weight, and she just was feeling like she needed to reset. She went to this place, and she loved it so much, she got investors and she bought it. Oh, wow. I know. For two years, she had been saying, Leanne, you need to come and see what we do. And I was like, my mama's sick. Elizabeth, I can't do it. I don't have time. Because my mom had a stroke two years ago and mm. has really had a lot of complications. And it's it's terrible. She's got a wonderful attitude and she is from heaven and hilarious and, and positive. And I don't know how she's done it because it's been terrible. So anyway, I they've needed my help and my sister's help. And so I go back and forth three and a half hours one way and I go and mm. stay for days. And we literally, you know, bathe her, take care of her because she can't do it on her. She needs 24-hour care. Mm-hmm. And so my little daddy's trying to do it and then finally let us get help and all that. So anyway, it's really been a stressful two years. Plus, in the middle of that, Joanne, my career went uh, to a whole nother level. Like I've always had a good career and it's been fun and I've had a ball mm-hmm. and I've been able to raise my own children, but I've been able to dabble and I've had a lot of opportunity with television and live shows and all that. But there were times where, you know, I, I could barely get arrested and that was okay. My kids were in middle school. <laughs> they needed me. And then I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rev up again and do a lot of comedy and then I'd kind of have a slow time or whatever. Well, this last two years has gone bonkers And I got my first 100-city tour. (gasps) That's so exciting. Thank you. But timing's a weird thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and when I thought, you know, it was going to happen, because I had television deals with ABC and Warner Brothers and big things happening in Hollywood, and I would be young, you know, and my core (laughs) was fit. I thought, oh, this is when it's going to happen. And then, no, um, it's when I'm 54, 55 years old. But, you know... It, what a wonderful thing. It's all in God's yeah. timing because my children were grown. They didn't need me. But so my mom gets sick and I'm trying to take care of her, but I'm also touring and I'm 
working all the time. I mean, I've got a big team in LA. I'm working all the time and wow. everything is wonderful. I've got wonderful fans who get their, who get their arms caught in a bra. Joanne, that's who they are. <laughs> that's who they are. These are our people. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly my people. So over this COVID, I put on weight, like I think a lot of people have. Raising hand over here. And all my shows got shut down. Mm. And I couldn't work. And I, my mom, that situation is so stressful. And going back and forth, when I go, I take care of her. And then I, we just see it. And then, you know, nobody gets any exercise. And so yeah. through the last couple of two years, I mean, I made myself sick. I, I truly believe I had transferred her wrong in December when she was in the hospital. And I had back spasms for that. So anyway, I just oh. got in a terrible, ter- like 20 pounds overweight, couldn't fit in my clothes. Hmm. barely could move. And I've always been athletic. I've always exercised. I, I had personal trainers. I'd would go to group or jazzercise. Or do, I was always doing something. And I just let myself go. And I think a lot of people have let themselves go during this yep. stressful, yep. horrible time. And so Elizabeth said, please, Leanne, please think about coming and just relaxing for two weeks. Just see what we do. And really, I kind of begrudgingly did it. And thought, man, I mean, she wanted to talk about if I ever wanted to be a spokesperson or something. And I thought, well, okay, I'll justify that. It may be, it may turn into business. Mm -hmm. I'll go. Well, and she goes, bring whoever you want to. Well, I brought my 23-year-old who has had thyroid cancer last year, had her thyroid removed. She's had radiation. She was, you know, going to be a big makeup artist, supposed to move to LA. Everything Mm -hmm. shut down. It's really affected her mentally and physically and and she doesn't have a job right now everybody else does so I said I'll take her mm-hmm. so we go and I am telling you Joanne like I I knew there were places like this but I thought oh that's for Oprah <laughs> that's for fancy people yeah. yeah these are for fancy fancy people and we show up and I'm telling you if it has not been life-changing just the idea that that you do need to work on your health and wellness that if you want longevity if you want to be able to move and be independent when you get older, that and so many things they've said to me has resonated. And you know, I'm not perfect back at home, but in three days I could I could walk so much better. Wow. My back spasms were gone. And I gotta tell you, when I first got there, we were gonna do this lower body workout and the workouts are not hard because they're for all ages and all sizes and they do a lot of stretching and I could not get up and off the floor Joanne like I I did not realize that that had happened to me and I thought wait a minute that's not who I am I'm an athlete oh it was terrible and I was wallowing around on the floor and was like trying to figure out a way to get up and and anyway I like all of a sudden, I, you know, I started moving my body again and the, their whole thing there. And you, and anybody can do this at home. I'm not saying anybody, everybody needs to go and spend that money and go to this place. Now, if you've got it, I think you need to go somewhere like that to get a reset yeah. And, yeah. and really do something for yourself that will set your life, especially being a mama and mm-hmm. how we just put everything before every, you know, I wouldn't poop. I would go days and like my kids would be yelling and crying and banging on the door. And I, okay. Mm-hmm. So then I would not poop. Yeah. You have to just cut it off and do something for them. And then you realize in three days, what, why do I have this? Oh <laughs> yeah. I hear you. 
Yes. And then menopause and perimenopause and all those things wreak havoc and thyroid and, you know, everybody's eating processed food. And I was. So anyway, if I could tell anybody what I have figured out during this pandemic, what I love is this mindset of I want to heal my body. I don't want to harm it. I want to live long and like die in a day. I don't want to die a long death. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I totally do. I think something like that is a really good idea. Can you tell me the name of this place so people can look it up if they're curious? Yes, it's called Hilton Head Health. And they also have an on-demand, Hilton Head Health on-demand. So they have cooking classes, lectures, exercise, you know, classes that you can you log in and you and you can kind of do the program from home, you know, because everybody can't go somewhere or you don't have the time or whatever. But it was like nutrient dense food. I mean, I know this is simple and I know I've known this in my life, but for somebody else to just say it to me. But they said, with your food, you're either harming your body or you're healing it. And so now, you know, instead of going and eating chips, I'm like, well, I'll eat some berries with A little bit of, you know, I'm trying to be gluten-free, gluten-free granola with some Greek yogurt. And my skin looks different. I've lost a little bit of weight. I'm trying not to even focus on that. But just if I'm going to do this 100-city tour, Joanne, they've all said to me, all my concert promoters and everybody, they're like, Lynn, you're going to have to train like you're going to the Olympics. Like you've got to sleep. You've got to eat right. You've got to move because it's going to take such a toll to be able to go to three cities in a weekend at my age and up every night and all that. So these wonderful people at this Hilton Head Health gave me a routine that takes 20 minutes in my hotel room with bands that I can put in my suitcase. Wonderful. You know, just something to keep me moving. So we all need to move every day, eat nutritious food. It's calories in, calories out. If you want to lose weight, you know, all these diets I've been on, I've been, and it's all in my act. I talk about all these diets I've ever done. (laughs) And it all is down to the basic science calories in, calories out. And do you want those foods that are in your calories to harm you or heal you? I love that one mental exercise before you put something in your mouth. Will this harm me or heal me? To me, that could be paradigm shifting for somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think it was for me. I mean, I went into that thinking, I don't even have time to be here. What is this? (laughs) And it was so nice to just focus on we went to several lectures about health and food and movement and all that. And then we did these, these exercise classes throughout the day and you could pick what you wanted to do and you could do as much as you wanted to or, or what you didn't want, whatever. If you didn't want to, if you just wanted to float in the pool, it just reminded me of what I used to do and how mm-hmm. I used to be and watching my little mama suffer. And, mm-hmm. and she was so active. And when you're from farming people, I have figured this out. I, I think, you you work so hard when you're farming and you're you got that kind of life that when you retire, my family, it's like the reward is sitting down and not mm-hmm. having to walk. But <laughs> nobody needs to sit down. Yeah, it's it's a it's a drastic change and you really are slamming the brakes. Everybody's supposed to keep moving and they talked about the blue zones and what they they eat in the blue zones and they take care of animals and they garden. They're social, they laugh, they have fun, they meet with their friends, they mm-hmm. walk every day. If I could tell anybody anything, because honey, I love a product and I love a shelf bra and I love all that kind of stuff. But this is what's been happening lately with me. I just felt like it was a gift from God saying, okay, Leanne, you're 55. You can go either way now. 
you you can either stay healthy and keep going and be with Charles Wilbur and up and down off the floor. You can go to amusement parks with him. You, you can camp. I want to do all that stuff. I don't yes. want to be to where I don't feel good and I don't want to do anything. And I kind of feel bad, Joanne, because at, during this pandemic, like at the beginning, I'd say like, well, I made a jello salad. I got everybody on a jello salad kick <laughs> that was watching me because my mom had to have pureed foods. And so I was trying to think of something that she would like. So I made all these jello salads and people would send me these recipes and it's no telling how much sugar I put in people's bodies across the United States making jello salads. But our hair was healthy and our nails were, you know, because it's like horse They can eat their jello salad as long as they, you know, get up and let the cows in and out. And <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, you sound like somebody, honey, that my son, he would he want to come and visit you. You tell your son if he's ever in Montana, he needs to look us up. Oh, honey, I will. We live right on a little creek. My husband and daughter fly fish. They walk up the creek fly fishing. We have a flock of chickens. We're getting cows in two weeks. We're city folks, but we're learning. And we have a huge raised bed garden. We're going to milk our little miniature Dexter cows. And we have a calf due in June. It's, It's fun. My parents are next door. They built a little house across the driveway. My sister's in the next town over and we love it. It's it's like slow living. Oh which... my gosh. Well, honey, that sounds fabulous. It and let awesome. me tell you that my, my son raised 200 chickens while he was in college. That's a lot of chickens. I have to clean the coop That's today. I have 16 chickens. chickens. I can't imagine looking after 200 chickens. Oh my gosh. He did. He had a staff. They let him start that at that college. And he wow. sold all the eggs to the local restaurants and the cafeteria and he misses those chickens. He wants chickens again, but it sounds like he needs to live next door to y'all. He loves all that kind of stuff. Joanne, I feel like God was calling me to raise my children like you're raising yours. And I was just so weak (laughs) because I was raised around farming. I like, we had animals and gardens and all that, but my little daddy didn't want two girls to have to do anything. They'd always work so hard that he raised two sissy women that don't know how to do anything, Joanne. He goes, somebody needs to change that tire. And we're like, we can't do it. We never mowed. We didn't know how to do anything. We were around all that, but we never learned a thing, Joanne. He thought he was treating you like, like the special daughter you were. And I know we, we do disservices. Everyone has regrets. I wish we would have moved here 10 years ago. My kids are almost up and out now. My grandkids will be around it, hopefully. Oh, they will, Joanne. And they'll want to be with y'all and y'all be the fun ones. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Leanne. Well, tell me a little bit about your tour. What is your tour called? How can people find you online? How can they get more Leanne Morgan? Because I know they're going to want to after hearing our talk today. Oh, you angel. Okay. My tour is called the Big Panty Tour. And you can go to LeanneMorgan.com and they're adding dates all the time. There's a lot of dates that have already been put on sale before COVID and we don't have them on the website because they're trying to figure out when they're going to happen. Like they've already been moved three times. It's just crazy, Joanne. But people can go to LeanneMorgan.com. I'm on Instagram at LeanneMorganComedy. I'm on Facebook, LeanneMorganComedy. And all those updates will be coming. I'll be coming to a town near everybody that listens to you because it's a hundred cities all over the United States. Oh, I can't wait. That's amazing. You angel. And honey, I <laughs> hope that I'm eating granola and not a candy bar. I'll talk a big game, Joanne. I hope I can stick with it. You hit the road and everything goes out the window. I know. It's like, oh, 
I'm going on a road trip. Well, I need some M&Ms and a giant Diet Coke. And I know, I understand. Oh, I know, honey. I love a Diet Coke. <laughs> I know. But I am learning that, you know what? I can have a Diet Coke. Just don't have two a day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. We can all enjoy it, but just do it in moderation. But you yeah. already know that. You're a doctor. It's a, uh, it's a constant struggle to implement what we know is best for us. It is, it's really hard. Well, Leanne, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. I absolutely love talking to you. I cannot wait to look at your website and try to figure out when you're going to be near me. I'm way up here in Western Montana, so I may have to travel a little bit. My daughters and mom and I would absolutely have a blast road tripping to come see you. Oh, my darling. Well, let's stay in touch because I will be somewhere. I mean, y'all may have to travel, but I will be somewhere and I'll let y'all know because I would love to have y'all. That would be amazing. And then I'm definitely going to send you some shelfies so that you can have the built-in shelf bra goodness that is shelfies. Oh, that would be wonderful. I just scared the living daylights out of the pest control people this week. I had on no bra, and these breasts were, one was going one way, one was going the other, pointed, oh, horrible. And those young boys, they were beautiful, and I thought, oh, my Lord, what they've had to witness this morning. It was terrible. There were beagles crying and barking, and it was so stressful for them. I thought they're never going to want to marry and have children. Isn't she just a hoot? I could just, I could eat her alive. I love her so much. (laughs) And she's doing a really big tour. So you got to go to LeanneMorgan.com and look up. She's probably going to be near you soon. And you have to go see her if you have the opportunity. It's like a shot of adrenaline and girlfriend time all in one. So much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast today. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 109 to get all the links we discussed. Again, if you want a chance to win a code to watch the movie Georgetown for free, go to fancyfreepodcast.com and join the mailing list. In one week, I will randomly select five Fancy Free Tribe members to receive a code. You will get an email from me if you're a winner and it will have an attached PDF because that's how I send the code. So don't be afraid to open that. It's not a virus or anything. It's just your code for watching the movie. If you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join us in the Fancy Free Facebook group. We have so much fun in there. It's our private little slice of the internet. We actually had a pretty lively discussion about how to tolerate as our older kids are going through heartbreak. And I'm not talking about just supporting them, but actually that we need support because it's such a hard time. So there's so much good advice on there for that, you guys. And the question of the week this week is, who's your favorite comedian? What's your favorite bit of theirs? And link to a YouTube clip if you can, because I love comedy. Leanne is one of my oldest favorites and continues to be a favorite, but I'm always excited to get introduced to new comics. So let's hear who your favorites are. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look. (laughs) 